Thanks for listening to another podcast from C3 Calgary West. Our hope is that this message will equip and inspire you in your walk with God. For more information about our church, check out our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram at c3calgarywest. Hello, hello. Thanks. Hello, everybody. Check, check. Is that on? How are we all doing? Good. Excited to be in the house. Matt Brooks, mate, my mate. Who was here last week for Matt Brooks when he shared a message on hope? It was awesome. One of the best messages I've heard spoken on hope, having hope in a season where it's tough. And I encourage you to get the podcast. We're so blessed to have Matt and Brittany leading the young adults and the youth and a part of our C3 community. And every time he speaks, he brings such an awesome message to the house. So let's give it up for both those guys again. They're amazing and we're blessed by them. And, uh, and Jackson here with the giving message, the Jack attack. Where is he? He did such a great job. Great, such a great job. I was going to say that uh, Pastor Lorne wasn't with us here today. He's came back. He was helping out in the kids' area this morning. Amazing that. I saw him there with a, a shield as well, a shield before. I'm not sure if it was for an illustration or for th- the projectiles that might come flying at him from the kids. But how did it go back there in the family ministries area? Tough? New, new appreciation for the volunteers? Yeah, it's easier in here, but they do such an amazing job. And uh, today it's going to look a little bit different. Um, We've been speaking on the series Core Culture, and it's been so good uh, hearing that over the summer. And I'm going to be speaking about inspiration today, that that a spirit-filled life is an energized life. We believe that's a a culture of the kingdom, but it's going to look a little bit different. Um, We have a, it's kind of like a spiritual sandwich here today. This is, you know, if you've ever analyzed a sandwich, you'll notice that there's one bit of bread that is always just useless. You should throw it away. It's like a bit of cardboard. doesn't have the toppings on it or anything like that. It's just throw it away. Then there's a bit of meat and substance in the middle. We have Pastor Phil, a message from Pastor Phil today, and that is going to be the meat, the substance. But then my prayer and hope is to bring the bit of bread at the end that has the sauce and the nice cheese melted onto it and some good tasty stuff to team well with that burger. But it's such a blessing to have Pastor Phil Pringle, the founder of the movement, of C3 movement, um, over 560 churches around the world on every continent, and it's just exploding. It's hard to keep up. That number's probably irrelevant because every week there's new churches being planted all over the place. And the decision's been made by Pastor Phil, and the vision is to about four times a year to bring a message to all the C3 churches around the world. So we get to hear a message from the founder, from um, our pastors and, and our, our leader's leader, Pastor Phil Pringle. That'll be about 10 minutes today. Then I'll come back up and try and put some toppings on there, that bread with the toppings. Um, and then we're going to end with a time of worship and a chance to respond. But today, Pastor Phil's speaking on prophecy. And if anyone has heard Pastor Phil uh, before in any way, it's, um, you know, him speaking on prophecy is just it's right at home. It's perfect. So I'm going to pray and we're going to uh, go about that. But this is pretty awesome that we get to hear a message today joined by close to 100,000 other members of C3 churches on this weekend or next weekend in the same time. We're getting to, to hear that. If you're from a small town like me, that's like 20 times our entire hometown population 
hearing the same message, unified with the same spirit as C3 movement around the church. And we believe there's a message from God. So I'm going to pray. We're going to roll that video, then I'll be back up. So Lord, I thank you for your word today, brought through Pastor Phil and the word that you've put on my heart. I thank you, Lord, that there's a spirit of breakthrough in this place this morning, of prophecy, of revival, of an inner world revival, Lord. So we pray we have the ears to hear what you're saying through Pastor Phil and what's going on in this place. And uh, we just pray for this next 25 minutes that you would speak to each person here, that you would have a word for each person, wherever they're at, whatever's going on in their world, that you have something for them in these moments. So we thank you that uh, we have the hearts to receive it, and we devote this time to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay, awesome. Let's roll that. Hi, everyone. Woo! Pastor Phil and Chris Pringle. Hi, guys. It's wonderful, wonderful to be sharing this message with you today. Welcome to church this weekend. Yes. What a delight to have you in the house of God. Yes. Many guests, we're so glad you made it. We're so yes. glad you're here and looking forward to sharing the Word of God with you. Chris? Yes, well, look, I am excited that I'm here to introduce my husband. This is an amazing <laughs> message of prophecy and inspiration to release something absolutely new in the midst of you and all our churches. So I know you're going to love this message today. As so we, God bless you. As yeah. we come into Presence Conference oh! in San Diego. Yes, C3 Americas. In August. Do whatever you can to be there. It's going to be absolutely yes. amazing. Yes, for a real big hug. Not a virtual one like this one, but a real one. So God bless you. Amen. See you there. Well, I, I wanted to share about this uh, amazing gift that God has given to us called prophecy. And it may seem like a small subject, but actually it embraces a vast array of the moving of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit first fell on those 120 disciples, Peter stood up and he said, when the Spirit of God falls, young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams and handmaidens and servants will prophesy. Actually, the dreaming of dreams and the seeing of visions and prophesying are pretty much all the same thing. And I have no doubt that we are moving into an era, a brand new phase, an incredibly higher level and a higher season of anointing and outpouring of the Holy Spirit than we've ever seen in the history of the world. In C3 and right across the earth, right across all flesh and all the church right around the world, we're going to see a move of God that is completely unstoppable. The moving of the Spirit always brings about proclamations or prophecies. Immediately when they were filled with the Spirit, they all began to speak in other languages that they never learned before. And then the apostles stood up and started preaching, especially Peter. And he prophesied about the wonders of God and the glory of God. And he magnified God in his preaching. He was worshiping God with his preaching. And speaking in a way that is supernatural throughout all of Scripture is called prophesying. In fact, right from the Old Testament, Moses, when he looked back through time, it was an, an element of prophesying. He was seeing in the Spirit how the world was created. Right through to the book of John and the book of Revelation written by the Apostle John, he was seeing into the future. And that was also the gift of prophecy. 
In fact, Jesus, when he was here, he said, I only do what I see my Father doing. Now, when the word prophecy originally comes into Scripture, it means to bubble up, to be like a fountain within. And you'll find that when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, things will come out of your mouth. Worship, praise, glorifying God, speaking in new languages, supernatural utterances begin to happen. But that word morphed into a new word as well, which meant seer. And that word meant that you could actually begin to see what God was doing and then speak it into being. Inside us, when we're born again, we get a duplicate set of faculties. We get spiritual ears, spiritual eyes, spiritual feelings, spiritual taste, spiritual smell. We can sense God. When we dominate our world with stimulus to the flesh man, to our body, we shut down that spirit man. But when we quieten down our flesh and, and not let it have so much stimulation, we actually awaken those sensibilities and those faculties that belong to the inner man. One of the reasons we close our eyes when we pray is to shut out all that imaging that's coming from the natural world and the inner eye, our inner eyes are opened and we can start to see God and reach out into the Spirit. In fact, Paul in Ephesians 3 verse 20, he prays for the Ephesian church. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart are opened. I pray that you get it. That's what really he was asking. The, pr the, the prayer was that the, the inner eye, the inner vision that God wanted to show them would become apparent. God wants to mingle his thoughts with our imagination. And we should never underestimate the power of imagination in terms of waiting on God. Because once we have started to perceive something and conceive it in our mind, we can then speak it. And many times Jesus told us, rather than just say it and pray it, He wants us to prophesy it into being. He'd say, speak to the mountain and it will move. Most often Jesus would speak to sickness and He'd say, be healed to a person. He would tell people to do things and they would act on that word and they would find themselves in a new level of victory and healing. And that is what I believe God has taken us into as we move into the future. There is a new anointing. There is a fresh oil coming upon C3. Part of that is not just praying, but it is proclaiming. It is prophesying. And I am prophesying that we will see a million people worshiping in our congregations all around the world in the next few years. I am prophesying that we will see a revival and a move of God and an outpouring of the Spirit like we have never seen before. I am prophesying that we are going to see the sick healed, the dead raised. We're going to see blind eyes opened. We're going to see thousands and thousands and thousands of teenagers coming to Christ. A massive revival is going to be poured out on the, holy, on the people of God all over the world. And we're going to find that every church will experience an influx of teenagers. The touch of God will not be stopped in this era. The devil can't stop stop it. People can't stop it. Governments won't stop it. The Holy Spirit is coming on earth like a wave that is unstoppable. And I prophesy that your churches, your churches, your people, your 
teenagers, your youth, your teams are all going to experience the touch and the power of the Holy Ghost at another level so that you start to see the future and that you start to prophesy those things that God is about to do. We're living in an age when God wants to move in our hearts not just move sovereignly from above. Sometimes we are asking God to do things that He wants us to do and He has told us to do. He has said, you go heal the sick and we go pray, God, heal the sick person. We are the ones with the word of the Lord in our mouth and we can say to this world, be healed in Jesus' name. We can say to the dead, come alive in Jesus' name. We can say to the sick, be healed. We can say to people who are suffering and they're in poverty and they're in difficulty, to marriages that are in trouble, to people who are suicidal. We can bring the Word of God and bring life. The most important thing for me about prophecy is that I believe it's a lifesaver. We live in a world where young people, middle-aged people, older people are struggling to grasp hope. They're struggling to see a future. They're struggling to feel like something good is going to happen to them. And I believe we're living in an hour now where every time people come into church, something good is going to happen to them because we prophesied it, because we said it. We need to clothe our congregations with faith. We need to clothe our lives with faith in the morning to speak over our lives that I am blessed. I am a, a holy. I am on fire. I have energy. I am awake. Uh, I love God. I love church. I love the people of God. I'm destined for greatness. When you start to see these things in your life and you speak them, you will find you transform into the very words that are coming out of your mouth. Never underestimate the power of your tongue. You can create life or bring death with that. You can actually penetrate into heaven with the word of God in your lips, with the high praises of God in our mouth and a two-edged sword in our hand. We bring defeat to the devil and we access heaven. God has given us his word to use. It isn't just to study. It isn't just to memorize. It isn't just to meditate on. It isn't just to teach. It is to use as a weapon. It is to use as a powerful weapon that defeats the devil, cuts him in pieces, and brings down strongholds. It's also an incredible weapon in terms of coming against our own flesh, coming against all the persecution and criticisms. As you speak that word, you are speaking the very same word that created the heavens and the earth. It has got power in it. The living Word of God has so much power that it created a universe, for goodness sake. When we put His Word in our mouth, like God said to Jeremiah, I put my Word in your mouth. Once that begins to happen and we prophesy, we'll see valleys of dry bones come alive. We will see dead men coming out of their tombs. We will see whole communities transformed, converted by the power of Christ and our churches set on fire with revival. In the prayer meeting, and I'm telling you, there is a revival in our prayer meetings. God is bringing great amounts of prayer into our lives and into our churches. We shouldn't be just praying. We should be prophesying that God is about to move 
in our own lives, in our families, in our finances, in our circumstances, in our communities with salvation, with blessing, with an abundance in Jesus' name. I'm praying for you right now that the power of the Holy Ghost will fall upon you, your congregation, your families, and you'll experience abundance in Jesus' mighty name. Heavenly Father, let the blessing and the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost rest on all of our congregations all around the world in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wow. Awesome, hey? How good is that? Who feels lifted already? It's an amazing thing. Church, what I've found is that in order to achieve it, we actually have to believe it. It has to become a part of us when we, in the prophetic, when someone puts something out, thanks, Steve, the, um, good name, Steve, the, we really got to actually believe it. We got to be able to see it in order to walk it out. And we all get invited to be a part of the greatest move of God here in Calgary and around the world. That's exciting. That's awesome. But we actually have to own it. We have to own it. And we have to take ownership of it. What am I doing trying to speak after Pastor Phil Pringle speaks, hey? <laughs> Lord, help me. But I feel like I've got something here just to, to sort of uh, help, help um, put that into our own life and our own local setting as we talk about inspiration, that a spirit life is an inspired life. And I believe Pastor Phil Pringle has just given us one of the greatest tools to be able to energize our life, to be able to prophesy to our circumstances. So that's what we're going to have a look at here. We have an invitation to be a part of this mighty move of God and to have a role in seeing lives changed around us. That's what we want, right? We want to make an impact on the world. I don't think there's anybody that, that want, like inside of us would say that we don't want to leave this world better than we found it. We all want to actually change something in this world. But I've found through, through the valleys and the hills and the journey of life that we go through, sometimes it can be hard to see that that outer revival, that Calgary as a city of revival without first seeing a revival in our own life, reviving our, our inner man, our inner spirit. And I believe that's a tool that we have there to be able to prophesy to ourselves, to stir up, stir that gift of prophecy and speak to those dry bones in our own life that will overflow, that if each one of us can get a revival on the inside, that overflows into a revival in our city, to our friends, to our neighbors, to our work colleagues. But it's hard to see sometimes when we're in the valley. It's hard to believe it. It's hard to believe it for ourselves. But God has given us the ability to get out of that um, position of, of um, being just looking at our own circumstances, but being able to speak and to see things change around us. So I, I have a sense here today that some of us are, are heavy burdened. Some of us are tired. Some of us are exhausted. You love the Lord. You love Jesus but you're just worn out and you're exhausted. And even the idea of being able to prophesy and the things that Pastor Phil was talking about on the screen and that we believe as a church is exhausting. You can't even bring yourself to, to picture yourself in a position of being able to prophesy. Maybe you're not even tired or exhausted, but you're just blah. We all know what blah means, right? Like that's an international cross-language, cross-culture word there, blah. Sometimes we just feel, you know, not good, not bad, just blah. You know what I mean. We feel maybe apathetic or like the passion's gone or whatever it is. But it's in these seasons most that we need to activate prophecy. And the promises of God are different, that we wouldn't just live an apathetic, uh, normal life. 
where we get exhausted and tired and live from that place. But in Isaiah 40, the the prophet, um, verse 28, I love this prophecy. And this is for God's people. This is for the Israelites at the time. But under the New Testament, I believe this applies to us just as much. It says, uh, chapter 40, verse 28, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and under his understand and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Not might renew their strength, they will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That's the life that we have an inheritance into. A life where we don't feel weary, where we don't feel overburdened and worn down. Because as we take that to the Lord, and that word there, um, those who hope in the Lord can be translated as abide in the Lord or cling on to the Lord, to actually grab and to hug the Lord. Those who would, would abide in the Lord will renew their strength. A spirit-filled life is an inspired life, an energized life, a life where we don't have to be worn down. To see revival in the world around us, we need to stir a revival in our own inner world. We need to prophesy to those dry bones. Yeah? I hope you're ready. It's an awesome thing that we get to do, and it can be difficult, but it's so important. But I think sometimes um, we overcomplicate the kingdom of God. Like the kingdom of God is deep and, and there's, um, you know, there's amazing, the Bible says mysteries to be discovered in the Lord, but these aren't mysteries that God's hiding from us. It's actually for those who would seek that they would find them. And we can over uh, complicate prophecy. Now there's a, um, there's a mantle of, of a prophet in this world and that would be someone who more of uh, has the ability to see and uh, make a, a supernatural prediction in a way and be able to um, you know, see something before it happens, like Pastor Phil alluded to, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a prophecy where we can actually prophesy to the dry bones in our life, the dry areas. This is where we don't actually have to wait from a big beam from heaven that comes down and says, you will now prophesy, but actually we get to stir up the prophecy. We get to speak to the dry valleys, the dry, the deserts in our life. We get to activate them. And I don't know, maybe you can uh, relate to this because this is just the reality of, of life. You know, uh, when I first gave my, my life to the Lord, I was in my teenage years, and, and he, I encountered him in, in such a mighty way through our local C3 youth group. I got invited along. Youth, young adults, it's important we invite people. It can change your life forever. Somebody chose to invite me, and it changed my life forever because I had an encounter with God. And, and that's for all of us in church. We can actually bring people in because you never know that time that they're going to meet God. So I'm so thankful for the people that chose not to sit back, but actually chose to invite me and bring me into church. Let's always be people who are bringing people in, because you will change their life forever. Um, but, you know, and so when you first meet Jesus or you first encounter him, you know, and you get super excited and you have this passion. And I remember I just enjoyed everything about um, Jesus and about the Word of God. And I'd go to the skate park and I'd share with my friends what he'd done in my life. Um, some of them wanted to listen to me. Some of them didn't. It didn't matter. I'd share with them anyway. I remember paddling out on my surfboard just to get away from the busyness and be in the presence of God for hours and hours. And it was just such a joy and excitement and an energy. Right? Can anyone, you kind of have that. But then life starts to go on. And you start to 
you know, get busy with things and you start to maybe lose that energy, you still love Jesus. You still love the Lord. You're still in the church and serving. But that same excitement that you once had that was there can dwindle away. But, but it doesn't have to be that way. It says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. There'll be an energy there. That spirit-filled life that's an inspired life. And we can actually, I believe, this is just my opinion here and my experience, that when we first meet Jesus, when we first um, accept him into our life, it's the Holy Spirit drawing us. No matter what the circumstances are, we didn't make that choice. The Holy Spirit actually drew us in, right? He gave us that ability to say yes. And maybe you're here today and you've um, you've never started a relationship with Jesus. You want to feel that love of God and, and you hear what's going on. You sound, That sounds amazing, but this is all given through the inheritance of, of being a son and daughter of him. And you can make that decision today to enter into a relationship and that's the Holy Spirit drawing on you and you'll feel that and your heart might be beating, your mind might be racing 100 miles. You'll get this opportunity in a few minutes. But I believe after that, God has done the, 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 um, the work there of drawing us in to make that connection he then gives us the responsibility to stir, to cultivate, and to prophesy, and to keep that passion alive, that first love. I love it in the book of Revelations, chapter 2, um, the prophetic book in nature, and it says, to, the, um, to summarize it, basically, uh, uh, the angel, the, uh, God speaking but he, to the angels of each church, so the seven churches, and one of the churches, he says there, um, in chapter 2, in Ephesus, he actually says, God, like, you guys have been doing things awesome. You guys are think, doing great. You know, you've survived persecution and you, you've, kept, um, you know, you've kept things in order and you're meeting together and you haven't given up. He says, you're doing the right things. And then he says, nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Wow, what a scripture. So these guys are doing the right things. And he's, commending, he's saying, hey, you guys are doing the right things, but I have this against you. You have left your first love. They had lost that first love, that first passionate love they had with Jesus. And I believe we can go back to that first love. That in, in that, we can find an energy and a passion and a zeal for the Lord to see revival happen in this city. I love our city of Calgary. I love our city. And I believe God's going to move in such a mighty way. Such a mighty way. I feel it on the streets. My wife and I get to pastor our downtown location, and it's ripe for revival. It's ripe, but it's going to take God's people cultivating a spirit of revival inside of us that says, we're not going to get distracted by what this world has to offer because we have a bigger purpose, a greater purpose, a kingdom purpose, and we all have a part to play in that. Calgary will be a city for Christ. It's going to be the greatest revival, and we get to say yes. We get to stir that up inside. I believe it. Do you believe it, church? We're on the edge of something amazing but we have to cultivate that spirit. And a part of how we do that is we prophesy. We prophesy that into being. We declare it even when we can't see it in the physical. We declare it in our own world, even when we're going through situations. Maybe you had a bad week this week. Join the club. We all had a bad week this week. Something, and generally, not everything is going well in life. There's something that could distract us. And I'm not belittling what's going on in your world. Some of you guys are facing such serious 
heartbreaking situations. I'm not belittling that, but I want to elevate God in that because He is bigger than that and He has a plan in that. And it can be distracting, but you have the ability to prophesy to those dry bones. But it's easier than we think. So an example might help. I'm trying to just make something that Pastor Phil spoke so well on really practical in our world. So during the, uh, last, during the week prepping this message, actually, um, we were it was just going about our night normal. It's pretty human. We have a 16-month-old son, Hewan, put him to bed. Uh, Brittany and I hung out a little bit. And then I felt to go out on our, our small balcony. We live in an apartment downtown overlooking Fort Calgary. And just to spend some time with God and to read my word and just to sit and have a quiet moment. And, and in, this, um, in this moment... You know, I was just sort of sitting and thinking. I probably checked out Facebook first, you know, how we do, and just tried to settle myself. Um, but then I started to pray, and I just started to thank God. Thank you, God. You're awesome. You're amazing. Wow, look at this place. Look at this city. And you just start to, you know, we thank God. We, we praise Him, go into His presence. And then I, I felt to prophesy. I felt to start prophesying. But this wasn't some, like I said before, some big beam from heaven where I just become... Um, lost control of myself, and thus saith the Lord, and started channeling. No, I just started to say, God, you have good things ahead. God, you have good things ahead. God, you, you, you've got a good things ahead. You're not finished yet. You've got good things ahead. You've got things ahead of us that are good. My family's strong, and you're making us stronger. My marriage, I, I'm thankful for my marriage, and it's going to get better. It's going to get great. We're to become more unified. I'm thankful for my church. C3 East Village, C3 Calgary West is growing. You know, I just started to speak these things. Now, now, I didn't feel like necessary, like God was beaming down to me that these are the words to say. No, I just started to proclaim. And you just start to roll out. And for about two minutes there, it was just, God, you've got good things ahead. God, you've got good things ahead. God, you have good gifts for your kids. I started to speak these things. And where that took me was, um, was you, know, you know, those moments where you feel like you've just been speaking for five or ten minutes, but half an hour later you realize, whoa, the time's flying by. As it started to stir up prophecy in my world. But it didn't start with a beam from heaven, a lightning bolt that just started where I lost control. I actually chose to proclaim some stuff. And I want to, that's how easy it is. That's what prophecy is in our own lives. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't make it harder than it is. We just get to proclaim some of the good things of God over our lives. So whatever is going on in your world today that is, um, might be tiring you out, exhausting you, um, distracting you, that is quenching that excitement and energy for God, I just want to encourage you that you have the ability to transform it. You have the power. God has empowered you to be able to do something about it, to recreate or to create a new thing. When we speak the words, just like creation, when, when God spoke in the beginning, we actually get to create. He's empowered us to be able to create with our words. What are we saying? What are we proclaiming about our situation? To see revival in the world around us, we need to stir a revival in our inner world. And again, a spirit-filled life is an inspired life, an energized life. I love in closing here, and we're going to take a moment uh, where we actually activate this, right? Because... It's one thing to hear the Word of God every week on a Sunday, and, and we love getting to hear that. But, but actually, the moment comes that we're going to respond to that. 
Are we going to activate that in our life? And in a few moments, I want us to actually, as a church, to practice this, to activate prophecy in our own life. And how we'll do that is we're going to stand. I've asked the band to, to play. I've asked the sound guy to turn it up loud so that we're not worried about those people uh, around us. Um, when we're talking, but we're going to start to prophesy over our own lives and own situations. And it can be as simple as like I just said, God, you have good things ahead. God, you have good things ahead. God, you are not done with me yet. Maybe that's the only words that you can get out. That's prophecy. If you speak that and proclaim that, I believe God is stirring an inner world revival inside of us that's going to go and overflow this week. But I love that the Apostle Paul says to his spiritual son, Timothy, in his letters to Timothy, he says to fan into flame the gift. Now, the gift he's talking about there, we, we probably think is evangelism or the ministry that Paul's done. But it's the same with any of the gifts of the Spirit, any of the gifts from God, that we can actually fan them into flame. We can begin to work it. And just like when we get a gift in the natural, we get it given to us, it's our responsibility to unwrap it. Right? Like we, we, we get given a gift, we choose to unwrap that gift. But then beyond that, we actually have to take that gift, whatever it might be, and start to activate it and use it and practice it and figure out how it works. Um, and that's the same with the Spirit of God, that we get given the gift, but we have to unwrap it. We actually have to activate it. We have to use it. We get to fan into flame the gift of prophecy in this place. So would you stand with me as we respond to the message today? And wherever you're at, on your journey with God today, I encourage you, this is an opportunity to apply one of the principles of God. So what we're going to do is we're just going to begin to speak. I want you to prophesy. I want you to proclaim. And like I said, whatever situation you're in, I want to hear the voices stirred. I want you to say there's good things coming and start to prophesy over your circumstances. We're going to do this. And I believe as we choose to respond, as we choose to activate something, God is going to stir the inside. He's going to fan that flame. You're going to be amazed about your ability to change, to transform different situations and circumstances as we prophesy. So over to you guys. I've done my part. Now let's respond to the message. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.